When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 204 of the Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. What is the food peace journey like for you when you are basking in the glow of food freedom and moving away from diets, maybe at times even confidently? And then you are around your family or your friends and they start that very predictable bonding ritual of discussing food, body hate. That is just such an annoying part of our culture. But as I say that, I think I'm even really minimizing. It's not just annoying. It's pervasive and such a problem because most people who are walking this earth have no idea how oppressive diet culture is. And actually it's, they're so unaware that most people don't even know that diet culture is a thing. It's just not even on a person's radar. And when we can't even identify something that is controlling us, well, then it has so much power. I mean, it has all the power. And I have a letter from someone today that I'm excited for you to hear because this person has done so much to move away from diet culture, and yet they feel the pull at times. And we get to hear from Rachel Milner, who's a psychologist out of Pennsylvania that I have really grown to admire her work, especially on Instagram. Her Instagram account is so encouraging and motivating. When I talk to clients about her Instagram account, they often will say that those are the words that she like is posting on there that she they wish they had when they were at the doctor's office or when they're trying to advocate for themselves. So I'm excited for you to get a chance to listen to this letter and also hear from our expert today, Rachel Milner. But before we get to this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode of a Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. 
If you experience polycystic ovarian syndrome, you probably have been told you have to diet and focus on your weight in order to manage the condition or have access to healthcare like reproductive medicine. That is just not okay. And you can promote health. You can um, feel more at home in your own skin. You can do intuitive eating work and have PCOS. Yes, you can. I've been working with people with PCOS for about 15 years now using a fat positive, health at every size, non-diet approach. And there are a number of things that you can do to feel better, to have more energy. And also there's reasons why dieting hurts people with PCOS more than anybody else. Okay. I know that's a really bold statement. Diets hurt everyone, but there's just something about the physiology with PCOS that diets make it worse, not better, especially when we look long-term. I don't think you should have to practice what we would call an eating disorder in a person in a smaller body in order to just get access to care. I just don't think that's okay. So I want to share you my course with you. You can get to all the details at PCOSandfoodpeace.com. It has 12 steps that I have been um, sharing with other people individually that I basically just turned into a course because I wanted more people to have access to it. If you are listening to this episode when it was released, it is February. And during the month of February, I have a special 30% off coupon. If February is not the right time for you to invest in the course, just know September is the other month during the year where I also do the 30% off coupon. But for February 2020, the coupon code at checkout is LOVEFOOD. So check out the course at PCOSandfoodpeace.com. If the course is a right fit for you and it is the right time to make the investment, use the coupon code LOVEFOOD at checkout and you get 30% off. I can't wait to see you inside the course. If you enjoyed this episode of the Love Food Podcast, could you do me a really, really, really big favor? I would love it if you left a rating, a review, subscribed, or share the episode. In particular, I am hoping in 2020 to get to 1,000 ratings and reviews. I was told by a literary agent that it would help me to be able to finally publish a book. It's been a goal of mine since I think I was in sixth grade. (laughs) So um, I'm trying to meet this goal and I'm asking for your help. So if you have just a, a 30 seconds to spare then I would love it if you kind of scrolled up on your device right now, especially if you're listening via Apple Podcasts and you will see a hyperlink to leave a rating right there. And it does, it just takes 30 seconds. So I appreciate there have been so many of you that have already done this. It makes my heart just so happy because every day I'm getting emails saying there's more ratings and reviews. So thank you in advance. And I can't wait to share with you the next steps as I'm trying to find a literary agent. I will keep you posted but I do appreciate you leaving a rating review because not only is it helping me, but it also helps the show grow. It helps more people find the show and everyone deserves to feel at home in their own skin. That is a really important message that I think everyone needs access to. So thank you for helping that to just be available to more people. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter and hear from our guest expert, Rachel Milner. Dear Food, hello. I am so glad we've spent some time over the past few years working on a relationship. I grew up in a household with a severely anorexic sister and an eating disordered mom. 
where you are considered dangerous, addictive, and a symbol of weakness. Though I love my family deeply and in so many ways, before I went to college, I became very fed up with two ideas in particular they used to police me. First, that I must appear feminine. And second, that I must be thin so I can be, quote, healthy and attractive. Before I left home, and even more after, I experimented with violating both these rules. Years later, I am learning that they are related in ways I have never realized. For my family and society in general, I learned that being thin, talking about restriction, and obsessing over appearances are cornerstones of conventional femininity. So much of what the women in my extended family do together revolves around appearances. On vacation, we go on hikes where we don't even talk because we don't want to slow our heart rates for the exercise tracking watches. And I'm the only one without one. And we connect and catch up doing hair, makeup, or going to the... Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply nail salon, where inevitably boyfriends or the pursuit of them are the thing everyone from the extended family considers common ground for conversation. I don't relate to so much of this. I consider myself pretty feminine, but being gay and avoiding diet culture seem to isolate me. Doing both of them at the same time just compounds this effect. Not only am I not traditionally feminine because I'm not straight, I try not to compensate for it by constantly maintaining the Southern charm appearance that my family values so much. It's hard though, food. I feel like such an outsider and dating women who are thinner than me just makes it harder. 
My last girlfriend and my current girlfriend are both naturally very thin. I'm an inner voice that wants to compare my weight and looks to others is even louder when the person I'm looking at is a romantic partner. I'm very open with this with women I date. And my girlfriend says she loves me at my exact size. I'm so lucky, but I can't help but feel jealous. One thing that has helped was having sex with women of my own size. I think being queer gives me the unique opportunity to value my own body because I can see a woman who looks like me and think she's about my weight and I think she's gorgeous. Lately, this just isn't enough for me though. It's exhausting having to prove my femininity to myself and my family all the time. It's exhausting having to prove that my weight is okay to myself and my family all the time. I'm a woman with a body that I used to feed, move, and connect. Shouldn't that be enough? I know it should be, but I can't help but feel shame every time I eat a dessert, and I know it's damaging our relationship food. I love my girlfriend so much, but her thinness and genuine innate love of vegetables makes me feel comparatively shitty to the point where I am emotionally eating, which just makes me feel worse. I really want to continue along the path to peace with you, food, and I hope someday I can eat and love without fear. Love, here, queer, and full of food fear. I want the same thing for you, letter writer. I want you to be able to eat and love without fear and I do think you're enough the way you are. It, it, it's not that it should be. I think you are enough. But I also appreciate we need to dig deeper. And I'm going to give a call to a colleague of mine. Her name's Rachel Milner. She's someone that um, I just started following on Instagram in the last year, but I've gotten to know over the last few years at some eating disorder conferences And I've been really digging her work on Instagram, but also she's been doing lots of work in the professional circles with conversations that have been thought provoking for me. And I have a feeling she's going to have some really important messages for us right now. So let's give her a call. Hello. Hey, Rachel. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? Hi, Julie. I'm good. How are you? I am so excited to talk to you. Thanks for agreeing to chat with me and to help me with this letter. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you as well. So did you get a chance to read over it yet? I did. Yeah, I've read over it a couple times. Oh, good. Well, let's jump yeah. in. So what, when you were reading it, what was your general impression about what this person's experiencing? Yeah, I really appreciated how much this person shared. And, um, you know, it seems like what they really want is to belong and fit in, which makes sense. I think we all want that. Um, And I think, you know, diet culture and white supremacy culture teaches us to keep comparing ourselves to others. And it sounds like this person has gotten, you know, impacted, of course, by that and pulled into doing a lot of that comparing. Um, And it sounds like this person was raised in a family where not only was diet culture really present, but a lot of messages about heteronormativity and gender roles and things like that, that this person doesn't fit into. And so it's also reinforcing that feeling of not belonging or not fitting in. Mm. 
Yeah. You know, it's something that I know when I talk to people who are feeling that pull to pursue a diet or change their eating in some way, when we kind of dig deeper and question like what's going on, a lot of times it comes down to just that, like, I just want to be accepted. I want to fit in or I want to belong or know that I belong or feel like I belong. Um, so is that what you're, is that what this person's experiencing? You're thinking from reading what this person wrote? I think so. I mean, I think we all want that, like you're saying, yeah. and especially when it's related to family stuff, I think it's so complicated because, you know, of course we want to fit in with our families and it sounds like in this person's family, other family members maybe are more kind of connected or have similar viewpoints and this person's kind of the one person who's not having the same perspective, which is so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great point. So you know, some, someone may be listening who can really relate to this letter writer. And for, so for that person or the letter writer, what would you recommend are some first steps to help move forward on their food peace journey? Yeah. I mean, I think for many people, this person and others in different situations, the first step is really to validate what they're feeling, you know, that, in this culture, in their family system, everything that they're feeling is valid and real, and it makes so much sense. Um, so I think just, you know, having some compassion for themselves around that, that they're not doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're, you know, making a mistake. It's that they have really um, valid feelings. The next thing I would do is I think community is so important. So if this person doesn't have a lot of you know, haze, fat positive, queer community, I would um, start to try to build that up, Um, especially like we were saying earlier that it doesn't sound like within their family system, they're going to get a lot of um, validation or support around their haze perspective and trying to avoid getting pulled into diet culture. So I think the more that they can surround themselves with people who, you know, are haze and fat positive, the better. Um, And then the other thing I would recommend is to keep connecting with what they're pursuing. You know, it sounds like they're on a journey to really find freedom from food and body stuff and that that's so important to them and maybe not as important to other people in their family. And it sounds like they're recognizing that, you know, in a family where eating disorders are really prevalent, they're seeing how that disordered eating and eating disorders holds people captive. And it sounds like this person is really wanting to find freedom from that. So continuing to kind of focus on what freedom would look like for them, um, what that path to liberation can be, and focusing on that and reminding themselves of how terrible it feels to be held captive by an eating disorder or by diet culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine it's tough to keep that focus And uh, what you were saying earlier about, you know, this person's not doing it wrong. You know, they're just surviving in this world that diet culture is just so normal. Um, Do you have any any insight or anything that you would recommend to someone that feels themselves get distracted from – their like journey to to healing and moving away from diet culture is there anything that can like help 
us come back to that in those moments? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, that's so true that, you know, for all of us, no matter where we are on the journey, there's going to be moments that we get pulled and want to make a plan or try to kind of figure out how do we change the size or shape of our body. And so I think, you know, grounding back into yourself can be really helpful. Like even just kind of taking a minute to kind of connect within yourself and asking like, what, what do, what's my truth? Like, what do I really believe? Um, I think again, like having some compassion and recognizing like, this is what diet culture does to us. Like it's what diet culture wants. So it's going to come at us and bombard us with messages and wants us to doubt ourselves. So I think externalizing can be really helpful, like rather than blaming themselves and feeling like, you know, I'm weak or I'm not, you know, holding my values strong enough or whatever, really externalizing it and saying like, this is what diet culture is about. You know, it wants to manipulate us. It wants us to doubt ourselves. And so when we have those moments, that's diet culture's fault. That's not our fault. Mm, that's so good. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Like, um, I know for, for me, um, you know, my lived experience is different than this letter writer, but I think about when I hear other people in my family or in my community or my neighbors, my friends talking about their own experiences with diets and diet culture in a, in a way that they're not um, aware of the pervasiveness of like fat phobia, how sometimes ex externalizing, you know, okay, this is them experiencing diet culture. And um, instead of like, I, I try to be have some compassion in those moments for that person. And then also with myself, like, what do I need to do to help myself right now in this moment? And um, how can I help my community by speaking up and against it? So, um, yeah, so thank you for that. That's really um, insightful and I think going to be helpful to someone listening who's where this letter writer is and then other people too. And we have something on this show called the Food Peace Syllabus. And if you're new to the Love Food Podcast, it's a list of resources like books and blog posts, other podcasts, um, social media accounts, things like that, anything under the sun that helps us along our food peace journey. And Rachel, I'm wondering if there's anything that you'd recommend um, to this letter writer or anyone who can relate to this, this person's letter. Yeah, I have quite a long list of Instagram accounts um, that I think both, I think it's important when you're trying to embrace size diversity and, you know, feeling more positive in your body, whatever size it is, to see images of fat bodies. So um, two people that I really love following is Catherine Hack and Shuglet, and they both post really amazing pictures and images of fat bodies. Um, and then I also have um, a bunch of people who identify as haze and fat positive and also queer or trans or gender non-binary. So I think those are some great people to follow. Um, the Queer Counselor is great. Sam Dylan Finch is a great person to follow. Um, decolonizing fitness is a great account. Um, and I can give you the list, um, to put, you know, on your resource list. Cause I have a bunch more. I, I, um, follow the people you mentioned. So I'm excited to see the rest of the list. Cause I want to add some more, but I will put, um, all the ones that you mentioned so far in the show notes. And then the other ones that you have on your, um, list there, we'll put them all in there. So, um, you can just cut and paste into your <laughs> Instagram feed and, yeah. um, I appreciate it. And, um, it's, I feel so thankful that, um, 
able to do this work with people um, and have social media in this way. Like, I feel like it helps the world of um, those of us who are are wanting to connect with more fat positive people and resources, how social media allows us to have that instead of like, you know, oh, that person lives in LA. I'll never be able to see them in Greensboro. (laughs) But then I can just open Instagram and be able to connect and learn and have community. So I really appreciate it, Rachel. And I I have to say too, I love your Instagram. And I mentioned it earlier when I was recording before we jumped on our call that um, it's very helpful. A lot of people tell me that it helps them to feel like they can better advocate for themselves. So I also want people to follow you on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle again? Yeah, thanks. It's at Dr. Rachel Milner. Awesome. Thank you. And so if someone wants to find out more about your work outside of Instagram, where's a good place for people to go? Yeah, my website is rachelmilnertherapy.com or people are welcome to email me at rachelmilner at yahoo.com. Awesome. Thank you. I'll put all of those in the show notes. And thank you so much for your time, your expertise, and especially your compassion for this letter writer. And I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. So there you have it. Letter writer, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Rachel and I hope you found it helpful. I know so many people can relate to your letter, so I appreciate you taking the time to send it to me. And if you are someone listening who has a complicated relationship with food, I want to get your letter too. We learn so much about the food peace journey by exploring these letters. So send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. So I see that food is written back, but before we get to food's letter, this episode of a Love Food Podcast was brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. During the month of February and every February, I run 30% off of my courses. You can get 30% off by adding in the coupon code LOVEFOOD at checkout. So get to all the details at PCOSandfoodpeace.com. If February is not the right time for you to invest in the course, keep in mind that I would also have the 30% off coupon in September. And if you enjoyed this episode of a Love Food Podcast, I always love it if you subscribe, share, or write a rating or review. Doing any of those acts of kindness really, really helps the show grow. And I thank you in advance. All right, enough of all that. Until next time, take care. Dear, here, queer, and full of food fear. Hey there, friend. We have been through so much together and grateful you've uncovered the truth of diet culture. But awareness doesn't take away all its power and deception, especially since most of the world is oblivious of its existence. Its oppressive system is powerful. No, you are not doing it wrong. You want to belong and fit in just like every other human. When you feel like an outsider, stay connected to the freedom you're pursuing and remember your truth. And most importantly, be compassionate with where you are right now. This will fuel your journey to continue to live your truth with freedom. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. 
There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.